0: Sunday, January 5th. I feel a little slutty, to be honest. Last night, Annie and I went to her friend Tony's house for a party. We all got very drunk for one thing, and I ended up hooking up with two guys. (laughs) I remember that party. That's my friend Annie. Um, I
1: definitely hooked up with Tony that night, too. In high school, Annie was one of my go-to pals for partying and troublemaking. Um, but it's it's funny. I feel like I have spotty memories. can only picture maybe certain moments. Blame the alcohol,
2: weed, maybe. Who knows? I asked her to help me relive our teen years. I love that you're just in a tube top on a Tuesday. Oh, I wore this for you. <laughs> her tube top was a total throwback. It was also a wardrobe staple of teenage Annie. She's one of my high school girlfriends that I still talk to daily. They'll kill me for telling you this, but in high school, my friends and I secretly called ourselves TSGA, the sexiest girls alive. The name was a joke. We didn't actually believe we were sexy. We only came up with it because our guy friends had a code name for themselves. They wouldn't tell us what it meant. I still don't know. My girlfriends and I would do anything to support each other.
1: I have a hard time going back down memory lane. I gone to like years of therapy about it.
2: Case in point, Annie's still letting me publicly drag her back in time. She was the friend in high school who was teeny tiny and could wear a handkerchief as a top. And she did. She was a flirt who usually had a boyfriend. And I was kind of her sarcastic loudmouth sidekick. Now she's married with two kids, like me. But in high school, nearly all of our parties took place at her house, including that sexy 17th birthday. I'm Laura Lee Abbey. On this episode of Seventeen, I'll revisit some of these wild teenage moments. I'll talk more with Annie and with my sister about the pressures of being a teenage girl, the word slut, and whether they got any relief from having high school boyfriends, something I did not have.
0: October 1st. I just want to live while it's still terribly interesting. August 19th. I need to grow up, but not grow up. April 2nd. I am awfully stuck. All stone. in all, my birthday was a damn good
2: time. At the start of my 17th year, I thought I might finally find love that year, or at least a boyfriend, or at the very least, I would lose my virginity. College was on the horizon, and if I was gonna move away from home without ever having a boyfriend, then I couldn't possibly be a virgin too. So I set off to learn my way around the male body without once considering my own pleasure. Which brings us back to that party at Tony's
0: where I hooked up with two guys. Brett was the first. I shouldn't have done anything with Brett. I wasn't even attracted to him, and, I mean, we didn't really hook up. I just gave him head and he ate me out. He was really asshole-ish about it, too. Apparently, I don't give very good head, but to be honest, he wasn't very good himself. Fuck Brett. The guy
2: knew I'd never given a blowjob, and he tried to make me feel bad about it after slobbering all over me. Back then, I put myself into situations where I could experiment with sex without consequences. Most of these boys were older than me and semi-strangers. I liked to keep it anonymous. Instead of running into them in the hallways at school, maybe I'd run into them at the mall. And when I did, I hid from them. I was at odds with the things I wanted to do and the way I felt about myself. I wanted to experiment with sex, but I felt ugly and inexperienced. These guys didn't know me. They didn't think I was smart or funny or pretty. We just used each other. I needed to be drunk to let someone see me or touch me. Looking back, I feel bad that 17-year-old me was so insecure, she thought she had to do these things. Yeah, sometimes it was fun to drink and flirt and hook up with guys, but I really felt like I was fulfilling some sort of quota, like getting your scuba certification after 35 hours in the water. Maybe if I touched enough penises, I would magically understand the creatures attached to them. I also wish my standards hadn't been so low. Letting some drunk, smelly boy lead me into an empty bedroom wasn't the prize I pretended it was. But I was trying to be the cool girl. No feelings, no drama, down for whatever.
1: I don't know what's normal, right?
2: I, don't I asked I Annie if she thought my behavior was slutty, and she assured me that we were in it together.
1: Hundred percent. And all the, like, trying new, like, drug, sex, and rock and roll stuff, I feel like we did together. <laughs> More so than some of the other girls and add on Jackie. I wasn't
2: alone. Annie was exploring too, just like me. But there I was, calling myself a slut. I feel kind of slutty, to be honest. Let's talk about that word, slutty. At its core, being slutty just meant you were hooking up with too many guys and therefore disrespecting your body. There was no real number that defined whether or not your behavior was slutty. It was a heteronormative word used to make girls feel bad for being interested in sex. There is no real equivalent for guys. There was little to no shame for the male gender when they hooked up or had sex with many partners. Sex was in every movie and every song and nobody in our real lives was telling us much of anything. Even sex ed stopped short of giving us any insight into what our bodies were doing. And everything we did felt like a performance for the guys. Douchebag bullies were roaming the hallways. Hello, stiffler from American Pie. I think you need your balls reattached. Paul Walker's character and She's All That. I don't
1: know, leave us the boxers ass you want to tap.
2: Andrew Keegan in 10 Things I Hate About You. Shit, Bianca,
1: I'm shooting a nose spray ad tomorrow!
2: The list goes on. The word slut was ubiquitous. Girls with big boobs? Sluts. Girls who flirted? Sluts. Girls who wore too many rings or big hoop earrings? Sluts. Sluts. It's one of those words that pulls double duty. You hop in the car and your best girlfriend is driving and she says, hey slut. That was a typical greeting for teenage girls when I was young, a term of endearment. We reclaimed the word and took away its power, or maybe we thought we did, because it was and still is a harmful insult. I'm not blaming women on this one, but Tina Fey did say it best in Mean Girls. She said, you've all gotta stop calling each other sluts and whores. It just makes it okay for guys to call you sluts and whores.
3: Your wife was a whore who gave lots okay. of
2: blowjobs. That's my sister Katie joking with my wife Sam after some wine one night at my house. The language and the wine is pretty regular for us when we get together. I know, I'm contradicting myself here. Outside of joking with each other, we would never actually describe another woman as a slut or a whore. Me, Somebody has to not. listen to this. I'm sorry. And I
3: didn't <laughs> I give know. a lot of It's so true. A you
2: Katie is nearly 15 months older than me, so we grew up in this parallel universe of adolescence but our experiences were so different. I've never had a boyfriend in my life. Zero. Katie, meanwhile, seemed to have a new boyfriend every year when we were in high school. Do you remember um, there would be a slut list every year? Yes. In high school? I don't think
3: I was ever on it, though. I wasn't either, but that's because nobody (laughs) fucking knew shit about me. (laughs) Well, I was always, like, the girl with all the boyfriends, so I don't think you could be a slut.
0: Guess what?
3: What's up, baby? (laughs) Sorry, whoever is listening, we have a small child. <laughs> this is so inappropriate. Um, he won't even know. Won't okay, they so they did slut lists.
2: We're both now moms to little boys, and we're hoping to raise feminists who won't ever use the word slut, even if their moms do. Old habits die hard. As I mentioned to Katie, I never made the list. Does it mean I was never called a slut for no reason? Of course not. I was in the fifth grade the first time I was called a slut. We moved back to New York after living in Canada for six years. My grandma bought me an American flag baby doll tea to help me fit in at my new school. It didn't work. Some kids from another class called me a slut. So do you feel like you weren't slutty in high school because you had boyfriends, even though you slept with more boys than I did in high school?
3: Um... I guess it's all relative on how you define the term being slutty. So, like, was I slutty because I had lots of boyfriends and I slept with all of them? Or is it sluttier to, like, give blowjobs to random people at parties?
2: It's a trick question. We don't call other women
3: sluts. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough. We're in
2: an era of body positivity. People of every gender are supposed to love themselves and own their sexuality. Or not. We can also own our asexuality. We've got options. But back then, women were supposed to toe this line between being confident and demure.
3: I feel like it was girls who were outspoken or girls who owned their sexuality. Like, if you even dared to think that you were hot shit or wore a low-cut top or a short skirt and flaunt it... You were a slut. It wasn't because you were... There's
2: a scene in Mean Girls where Katie is sitting in the cafeteria, and Queen B, Regina George, tells her that she's pretty. You're, like, really pretty. And when Katie thanks her for the compliment... Thank you. ...Regina makes a crazy face. So you agree? What? You think you're really pretty. Oh, I don't know. It's clearly a trap, and it captures exactly what it was like to be a teenage girl back then. You were supposed to be pretty, but you were never supposed to think you were pretty. Anything else to say
3: about the early 2000s sluttiness sometimes i kind of miss them because it felt like simpler times where women were just degraded and it was acceptable <laughs> As now it's like now you have to love yourself yeah now you have to like love yourself you can't just like be
2: Now women are expected to master self-acceptance, self-love, and self-care. Seriously, who has time for these things? At 17, i thought hooking up with whoever i wanted was empowering but I clearly had serious misconceptions of what that actually meant. There's more to that journal entry about the party at Tony's.
0: It's about the second guy I hooked up with that night. So then we were all hanging out, and it was a really chill night, and I ended up sleeping in Tony's brother Vin's bed. And naturally, he joined me. We talked for a while, then we pretty much did everything but actually have sex. I'm not a slut, though. The thing is, honestly, I'm not into that romantic garbage. I like to hook up. It's fun. I enjoy messing around without emotional attachments. I can't help it. I've never even hooked up with a high school boy. They're always older. I like guys who have experience and know what they're doing. I won't apologize for liking to have a good time. But I'm sleep deprived now, and I have so much work ahead of me this week. Let me be clear about
2: a couple of things. For one thing, it's hilarious that I wrote that I liked guys who had experience. Because not one of them ever gave me an orgasm. Not one. Honestly, none of them ever made me feel that good in general. I don't think I was lying in my journals. I think I was having a good time. Back then, I believed this stuff was fun. It's only now that I can appreciate my teenage ignorance. I didn't know what I was missing. Until I did. And I'd love to just blame the guys. But I really can't. I'm no sex sexpert, but I'm pretty sure an orgasm requires at least a little sexual vulnerability. That's a tough thing to feel. I wasn't relaxed during these hookups. I was nervous. A few days after that night, I told my girlfriends
0: about it. January 6th. I was talking to my girlfriends today about the escapades this past week, and they were all quite intrigued, to say the least. Maybe they think I'm slutty, but I'm a hookup girl. I like guys. The only thing I feel stupid about is the fact that Vin and Brett both knew I had never given head. I'm probably that girl they hooked up with that gave really bad head. Oh well. I can only get better, and as selfish as it sounds, I had a damn good time. (sighs) Well, let's see where life goes from here.
2: This is a real shaking my damn head moment. Any teenage guy would be lucky to have no-strings-attached fellatio performed on him. And if memory serves me, I'm pretty sure I completed the job in both cases. But why? Oh, why did I feel like I should have been an immediate expert? The first time I drove a car, I grabbed the gear shift instead of the blinker in my mom's minivan, in the middle of an intersection. I almost caused a head-on collision. The first time I tried water skiing, I crashed so hard into the lake, I got a freshwater enema. Skills are learned, and I had some misguided ideas about sex. And don't even get me started on the societal and cultural misconceptions of female pleasure. I think somewhere in the back of my head, and I want to talk about this with you, there was this thing in my head that's like, you have to get experience. You have to go be good at blowjobs. You have to go be good at this. And I look back and I'm like, who the fuck told you you needed to do those things? I don't think any of us were
1: encouraging one another to be like that or to get to third base, you know, I don't really remember our friend group being that way. I remember more like we were trying new things, but I I still don't remember us like egging each other on in any way. I don't really remember feeling pressure to do things.
2: So where did it come from? Where did I come up with this idea that I had to hook up with guys all the time? I was 14 years old when American Pie came out, and I don't remember the first time I saw it, but I do know that I was not masturbating or having sex at the time. So if you need a refresher, or if you've never seen the film, here's a scene. A beautiful female foreign exchange student named Nadia is changing her clothes alone in a boy's bedroom.
0: Uh, you need to uh, you need to change, right? Oh, do you mind? No, no, no not at all, um, please. Uh, she finds no, his
2: porn stash and starts masturbating on his bed. Was that the standard we were held to? It's insane. Not to mention that she's secretly being filmed on a webcam and a bunch of horny teen boys are tuning it.
3: Oh my god. Jackpot, baby. Can
2: you None of the boys get in trouble for secretly filming her. But Nadia was not only kicked out of school, but had to leave the country. Anyway, that's the shit we were watching. So was it any surprise that I was behaving purely out of raging insecurity when it came to sex? Was this what we were meant to think was normal? Were all the teens in movies and on TV having sex? And would we even consider teen movies in any decade to be on the pulse of what's happening to actual, real-live teens? I know what I was trying to get at with my conversations with both Katie and Annie. They both had multiple boyfriends all through high school. I wanted to know if it created even a little extra confidence. And I think it did. But it was superficial.
1: Who, Who wasn't? Who wasn't insecure? I mean, I think maybe I masked it well, but not really, like, looking back at my decisions. I mean... I think it was pretty obvious (laughs) that there were insecurities and codependency issues and all sorts of things.
2: So if she was insecure, too, even though she always had a boyfriend, uh, what was the point?
1: You know, I think having a boyfriend helped because I could compartmentalize. Like, I could just attach myself to someone, and then I don't have
2: to, like, face things alone. Okay, what about my sister Katie? I still felt she had it easier since she always had a boyfriend. Even though I know she was about as big a mess as I was back then, because I lived with her. But at 17, I imagined having a boyfriend meant you had someone to talk to about everything. Someone who made you feel smart and funny, and most importantly in my teenage brain, beautiful.
3: I had the same insecurities as you did, but instead of kind of spreading them around, I put all of that energy into, like, one person, where if someone showed me attention and I was attracted to them and they were good-looking... Boom, they were my boyfriend. And I would stick with them as long as possible, even if, like, looking back now, there really wasn't much substance to the relationship. It was probably literally just mostly fooling around. It was just fooling around with the same person for an extended period of time.
2: Okay, got it. Girls with boyfriends could also be insecure. When I picture being 17, going to a party and hooking up with a guy, I know I'm seeing the memory through the lens of who I am now. Back then, I believed that a relationship was off the table for me. No one was asking me out. So I was on a mission, first to get sexual experience, and eventually to lose my virginity. I also just wanted to have fun and mess around. It sounds like we all did. Me, Annie, and Katie. We just went about it in different ways. I thought that if I could hook up with a lot of different guys, then I could unlock something in myself, that I could reveal a more confident me. It's really the other way around. Once I was confident and secure in both my mind and body, sex and sexuality transformed into something fun, instead of an obstacle I had to overcome. Here's Annie again. It's not like we didn't have great times, too. That's the thing. It's like,
1: I cringe sometimes thinking this. And then I'm like, had I not fooled around with lots of boys and partied and got myself into different kinds of trouble, I probably would be regretting that
2: later on. It was mostly good trouble. It really was good trouble. And I was enjoying our fun and our freedom. When I wasn't stressing out over college applications, I was staying out late with my friends and really trying to enjoy those supposedly carefree days of my youth. But then, one afternoon at work, I called my mom, and it all came crashing down. That's on our next episode. This season on Seventeen, I've tracked down some of the major players from these entries to mine their memories. Going on this journey gave me the opportunity to chat with my mom about sex for the first time.
3: I certainly lost my virginity when I was 16, so I should have been there for you guys.
2: Reconnect with a high school crush and confess my real feelings.
3: Just wow, um, I'm in a state of shock.
2: And find out how my friends saw me back then.
3: I don't think you ever actually realized what you were doing, if that makes
2: sense. So stay tuned. New episodes come out every Monday. Seventeen is an original series from Paradiso Media. The show is written and hosted by me, Laura Lee Abbey, featuring Leia Emanuel as Young Laura. It's produced by Molly O'Keefe and Yael Evanor. Emmy Norris is our executive producer. Paradiso's chief content officer is Louis Debussy. And head of production is Benoit Dune. Brendan Galbraith is our associate producer. Yael Evanor is our editor and sound designer. Additional sound design and mix by Adrian LeBlanc and Jimmy Bardell. Recording engineer is Johnny Taylor from Beacon AV Lab. Original music by Guillaume Zolnirowski. Our music supervisor is Benoit Dunig. Amy Faconier is our post-production assistant. Stefania Sotil designed our cover art. Special thanks to Katie Hicks and Annie Marshall-Hellin, featured in this episode, to Lucy McAleon and Jean Boezek. Thanks for listening.